Hey guys, if you would like to get to know each one of us better, go check out Patreon. Yeah, patreon.com. Or the app. Get the app. That's better. Okay. Listed in the show notes on the support link. Goodness, who's on the piano? Man, I heard it when I got out of my car. <laughs> goodbye, world, goodbye. Yeah. And they, they could use a little tuning, maybe. Yeah. Hey, we just hauled that piano in the back of my truck <laughs> yeah. from the the church over. It's like six or eight miles in through the country over yeah. here. Yeah. We just got out of storage where there was no air conditioning or heat. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, it stays in that old building all year long. <laughs> yeah. Lord, the cobwebs were unbelievable. <laughs> Spiders. Okay, Ben's second day camp meeting, though, it's good, right? Yeah, I, and I don't think that the player had anything to do with how that piano was sounding right there. <laughs> No, I think it was no. the spiders and stuff and <laughs> yeah. the climate. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. The climate's done a number on it. <laughs> Do you got your guitar cord plugged in up there? I got her up here. I'm ready. Man, to go. I tell you what, power has been an issue this year on the platform. Mm-hmm. I don't know why in this world, but we always forget to bring that power box that your dad built for us. <laughs> you know, and yeah. it makes me aggravated because I usually play the bass. And I don't ever have that amplifier as a two-piece amp. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. of course. Yeah. PV, OPV, yeah. probably. Stand-up yeah. amp, yeah. A console yeah. unit. Yes. Yeah, when we got done with that thing, that's what we buried Grandpa in. <laughs> <laughs> Big old amplifiers back in the camp <laughs> yeah, meeting days, right? <laughs> yeah. They had a good tone, though. Yeah. Did your cords ever short out? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Did you use the squiggly cords? Or well, what, you went to you, that after a while because they'd keep it up. People shouting and stuff, they'd keep it right up and tucked up to your guitar. <laughs> that way nobody get on it, hurt anything. Yeah. <laughs> it Man. wouldn't be old time to do cordless. Oh, no, no, no. What about the sun during the day services? Did it ever get in your eyes? Or At Blanchard Camp, I mean, they used to have some old blinds that they would <laughs> yeah, unroll. They Man, here we are. We're, we're halfway the into the service. We're just a couple minutes in here, and I haven't even told everybody who the night speaker is. No. Here after a while, we got Brother Nathan Wood coming up. How are you, Brother Nathan? Hey, I'm doing good, Brother Devin. Man, Thanks for letting me come. Oh, we're glad you're here at camp meeting. I yeah. wanted you here. It's our honor. We're going to have him up here on the platform talking to the midlife crisis people, or <laughs> I don't know what his subject is, but it'll be good. I'm not worried about that. Talking to us. Yeah, to us in our midlife crisis. <laughs> to you too. <laughs> oh man, camp means awesome though, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Exciting time of the year. I mm-hmm. didn't know if I was going to be able to find enough yellow light bulbs. Yeah, those are hard to come by right now. That gives off a good glow. Yeah, you really worship the, to that. Keeps the mosquitoes away. <laughs> mm-hmm. It does. Mm-hmm. How about fans? Did anybody bring any funeral home fans? I've seen a bunch of them at camp meetings. Yeah. The now, greatest invention. Was a little battery powered fan for camp meeting. Yes, sir. They've definitely stepped the game up a lot. Size of battery did that take in the beginning? Have to get a couple D batteries, something pretty big. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you could hear it. (laughs) Yeah. What about the ones that have the mist? Yeah, the spray bottle. Those are youth. That's for youth camp. Them kids. Yeah. 
Yeah, that'll then, mess your church hair up. Yeah. <laughs> All this if humidity. You've already sweated it out. This yeah. humidity. I'm telling you, curls will not stay <laughs> in in your hair in this humidity. <laughs> or it might be the opposite. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that. we've all heard that. It's so humid. Oh, no. Just hair's not curling. I'm going to have to switch to Aquanet. <laughs> <laughs> White rain. Yeah. Oh, I love camp meeting, though. Man, there a lot of memories. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. Nothing like it nowadays, man. When you've been in an air conditioner all the way to church, blowing mm-hmm. cold air on you and get out in 95 degree humidity. Yeah. Oh, man, it is. I really can't imagine what preachers go through. I'll give a little honor. I'll give a little honor to you guys right here. Brother Nathan, let's join hands and pray right now. (laughs) It's pretty rare here on on the podcast. (laughs) Appreciate that, Brother Dustin. Yeah. (laughs) It is. I mean, you you watch preachers, and it is hot Mm -hmm. on stages sometimes. Yeah. And they are just, just suffering through it. Yeah, I really am a pretty big fan of air conditioned camp meeting now. Or the at least the wobble ceiling fan. Yeah, the old one arm ceiling fan back there that's a hell. There's, there's always one that's missing a blade, but you just worry he's about to decapitate like, somebody. Or missing three blades or four. Yeah. I'll be honest, out at our youth camp, you know, for years it was open air mm-hmm. and I was kind of against it being cooled. Turn his microphone well, on. Well, just I grew up there. I mean I've been there my it's entire lose all the nostalgia in it. i thought yeah. i was sad when they poured the concrete and got rid of those shavings <laughs> no not quite but see i remember they tore they tore the old tabernacle down i sure hated when they got electric out there <laughs> yeah. it was a good growth service every year you, you felt the spirit lift when they got these modern day conveniences out there I, I'm, I'm normally not that guy. Us off guard. Yeah, yeah this, this I'm normally not, not that guy. But, this is not. But until the first, until the first service we had with the air cranking, and I realized this is pretty awesome. Yeah, it was 62 <laughs> degrees in there. Too. It was. It was. <laughs> Everybody's right. knocking the frost right. off their glasses. Man, I wish they turned that up. Everybody got pneumonia going out into the hot. Yeah. After. Yeah. Yeah. That, it is. It. But it does change things. It yeah. does. It's a different feel walking up the hill to an to an open air meeting. Yeah. And hearing everything. Yeah, hear the music and see all the people. Yeah. Well, I mean seeing the guys run around the outside of the tabernacle <laughs> that on the was way. It's always up. a good blessing too. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't <laughs> see everyone shouting tonight. out, knocking all the chairs over. Yeah. yeah. Man just wallowing down in the gravel. Yeah. Brad back there questioning whether they're really in the spirit or not because he yeah. got made to carry them because chairs. I was back. the one carrying the chairs back. I, I'm still bitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we heard that last year. Go back and listen to last year's camp meeting. Yeah. Oh, man. Good memories, right? Anything else on camp meeting we haven't really covered? What is the one meal when you think of camp meeting food? Mm. Like a lunch. Describe a lunch Saturday or Sunday. Well, it would be about two o'clock because one brother used zero wisdom Whew. and took it at noon yeah. and went ahead and plowed for two hours. We've only got a few minutes left here before lunch, folks, but I, we've got enough time for another preacher. Brother, come up here and deliver yourself. Don't worry about that clock. Don't worry yeah, about yeah. that clock. They I'm, said that lunch is ready. How much time got. do we got? Don't even worry about it. <laughs> I'm getting that was this. <laughs> Dustin, brother Dustin's passionate about yeah. this. The Lord just struck me down. As a young teenager. Yeah, here he was, here, like two minutes ago. Preachers are awesome. They're the best. Yeah. It was pretty disheartening for a young teenager when they did that, though. Yeah. We have just enough time for one more. Yeah. Depending on who that one more was. 
But in hindsight, and I'm still choked. <laughs> I'm okay, guys. Don't don't call. Let's, don't check on me. Let's all stop and pray for the deacon. Yeah, I'm going to be okay. Yeah, I, I think it, I'm going to live. Y'all don't have to check on me. Nah. Okay. Hey, you all right? I do feel sorry for that one preacher that was called. Oh yeah, to come up at that time too. Yeah, because there's no way that you're going to get it. you. You lost their attention. So did we go on a rabbit trail there? We did. Okay. I was for them, and then I was against them, and then I was for them. We were talking about meals, though, right? Lunch. Yeah, but you didn't say what. I asked Saturday or Sunday. Let's I go think, Saturday. I think it was always backwards to me. I feel like that a lot of times on Saturday they had roast, and Sunday they had ham. There was always a good, healthy dose of corn. Yeah, that's a pretty cheap commodity <laughs> yeah, to come by. It yeah. is. <laughs> Brother Nathan, you're not saying anything. Hey, I enjoy this fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> He's the peacemaker. Yeah. He's thinking it. Yeah, there's always some roast and gravy. Mm-hmm. Macaroni's are pretty cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Green beans. I'm too. not saying that food's cheap. No. This year, food's not going to be cheap. No, because no, you always heard it at the end. Now, now, we've we've been out all the expense. Yes. We need to take up a little expense offering mm-hmm. here. We need to get all for the see cook. This, yeah, <laughs> yeah, really, the cook. <laughs> the part I never could understand is when they had the food, and they'd say, "Stick around, we're going to feed you." And then all the preachers would go off to the steakhouse. I never could figure that part <laughs> out. <laughs> They're like, "Do you know something that we don't?" He grew up at Bristow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody went to yeah. what was it? Joseph's. Joseph. Yeah. yeah. And Freddy's. And Freddy's. Freddy's and Yeah. Spoken, yeah. yeah. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, They're all whispering to each other, it's ham day, let's go to Freddy's. Yeah. <laughs> Roast again. No, am I wrong about that? Is Sunday not the day for beef roast? That Yes, I agree. Am I wrong about that? Is my memory serving me bad there? No. I've not been to too many camp meetings on the weekend because we had to be faithful to the home church. I like know? that. Mm. I like that. That's what we're talking about, Brother Brad. <laughs> I always liked the dessert table, too, because you'd go, say, it started on a Monday night. Mm-hmm. They'd put desserts out. Get there the first of the week, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> on, on Saturday night, Sunday afternoon, there was still some Monday desserts. <laughs> yeah. Kind of strong in among the fresh desserts, too. Yeah. yeah. You had yeah, no yeah. idea what you was getting. The whipped cream wasn't quite as whipped, was it? <laughs> yeah. It was whipped. <laughs> yeah, it was more like whooped cream by then. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> good old can't meet memories this is yeah. gonna be a good one today it is yeah kind of like i wish i hadn't got this chocolate dessert yeah you try it and then you like pass it to your wife <laughs> yeah Ooh, this, boy i can't eat no moss there's no moss like <laughs> feed it to your kids yeah <laughs> oh man they always had sweet tea it's usually a not always well Ooh, sir i'm saying a lot of the ones that i was around mm. No, we was pretty strong Kool-Aid and water in some of the ones I had. <laughs> yeah. Well, because you couldn't get too. into the realm of caffeine, yeah, probably. No. Yeah. No. But there was a, a lot. Come of- on, Brother Nathan, help us. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. He's so reserved. Yeah. It's our name on the line. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, nothing can be held against you. Well, just talking about things that are economical now, I get tickled every time I go to a church and we have spaghetti again. And I heard that that's a cheap commodity to feed a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> a spaghetti supper. Yeah. That's probably what all the camp meetings are going to have this year. Yeah, yeah that's right. Prices are so high. Yeah. yeah. Fundraiser supper. going to have a little bit of meat sauce. <laughs> Not really a lot of meat, just meat sauce. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, wonderful memories. I still enjoy going to camp meeting. Did we talk before about going to... I didn't get any feedback on that. Uh <laughs> We just brushed right over it. Yeah, Dustin's like, Whoa. have we uh, talked about, um, did we, uh, <laughs> we talked about that indoor air? Yeah. yeah. Going to the ones that had the shavings on the ground. I think we mentioned that last yeah. year, maybe, yeah. I've never been to one. Brush Arbors. I went to a few back when I was little. Yeah. It was always kind of odd. Getting up from the altar and dusting you. Yeah. Slacks off. But man, people would get. I don't know. Maybe oh, yeah. there'd maybe be chips they, of flying. Maybe they, yeah, it looked like a wood chipper up there. Boy. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they were more sincere, but there was a lot of people would get down in the shavings. In the shavings. Boy. I have seen people at the old Bristow campground pray in the water. Yeah. As rain mm-hmm. would run across the front of the stage. Yep. Good services there. That'll tell you if you're in the spirit or not. <laughs> yeah, it will. <laughs> Seemed like the next generation kind of changed because I remember we'd all get together and drive and stay at a motel and watch TV and miss the day service sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> then go to the night service in time to play ball. Can somebody turn his mic off? <laughs> yeah. It is funny you say that. Because <laughs> he's saying such, such were some of ye. Yeah. <laughs> he's looking around. <laughs> we did that one time and word got back. Well, not it was well, how was how was day service? You can't just lie to you. My parents wasn't there. We went as teenagers. You just kind of hum haul around until finally. Did y'all go? Um, no. You know, we made it for we made it for a football game after lunch. But we didn't make it for service, and it was not happy. That was the last year you got to go to camp meeting without mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, they had to go with grandpa after that. Yeah, brother Nathan, man, it's really good to have you. No joke, you've been a a tremendous friend of mine and I don't have many friends, uh, <laughs> but you've, you've been a good one to me. <laughs> well, Devin, that feeling is uh, mutual. You've been a great friend to me and, and thank you for all the godly advice that you've gave me both times. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I love it. This is why we're friends. <laughs> uh, <they laughs> I was thinking about camp meeting too. It's things like uh, things have changed because used to you could throw a blanket down then you could be late to church and you still had reserved seating <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's right Yeah, we haven't covered that yeah that's right that's a good yeah. point. how do you add someone to get off your blanket <laughs> but who would have the gall to sit on someone else's blanket or if they would just turn around and hand you your blanket <laughs> yeah all folded <laughs> that would bug you real bad yeah. wouldn't it yeah it would what if you brought the same kind of blanket that your neighbor did who gets some confusion? Well, how could you do that when you brought the one that Grandma quilted you? Well, yeah, that's true. That's a good camp meeting memory, yeah, brother. It is. Yes, yeah, yes, sitting on the old wooden benches. The blanket actually was kind of an insurance policy, wasn't it? <laughs> Kept yeah. things from getting pinched, <laughs> splinters. <laughs> oh man! One of the things that you are very familiar with, brother Nathan, is the camp meeting tape ministry, or now it would be MP3 ministry, or digital yeah do they do cds anymore a uh, few people do if you request them maybe yeah so everybody just streams it a lot of people stream it on mixler or yeah. they'll uh do like flash drives yeah yeah that's been a big change huge uh, yeah. one of the 
coolest experiences I've ever had uh, concerning tape ministry. I went to, it was my first revival I ever preached. I want to talk a little bit about me if y'all don't care. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this, please, this please is do. This is can't mean. This is this. the chairman taking his time before he yeah, turns yeah, it to the preacher. Yeah. <laughs> I I got a haircut. It was at Richlands, Virginia. Got a haircut there at their local uh, barber shop. And the guy cutting my hair, he asked what my name was, and he's like, "Oh, Birdsong. I remember a Birdsong used to preach here years ago." Long story short, it was my granddad. He said my mom went to that church and was very fond of your granddad's preaching, and she would buy his preaching cassettes after the revivals or camp meeting and he said we had to put her in a nursing home a few years ago and the one thing that she wanted more than anything was to go to church and she couldn't do that so he said we bought her a little cassette player and took all those preaching cassettes and let her listen to those and he said over the time that i would visit her she would have other residents of the nursing home in there listening to those preaching cassettes oh well and he said at that time my granddad was still alive he said would you please give word to your granddad to let him know that there's no telling how many lives has been touched through his message. His message lives on. Mm-hmm. Well, he goes back when she passed away and they're trying to figure out what to do with all her belongings and decided him and his brother decided that they would allow the nursing home to keep those cassettes. And he said several months later, he went back just to thank the nursing staff for how good they'd been to his mom on her deathbed or whatever. And they put those in their little library system that they could check out books and other cassettes. They told him these preaching cassettes are some of the most requested items in this Mm -hmm. library system. So he's like, Mm -hmm. you never know how far the message will go. Well, here's what I thought when I left, you know, thank God for the messenger, but thank God for the guy that recorded the message and had the vision yeah. to to want to get it out. And one of the reasons why I wanted to have Brother Nathan on is your dad was such a vital part of the tape ministry at Bristol Camping for years and not just there, but his own church. And man, what a awesome way he's honored now because that was a very big part of his ministry. Yes, it was, Devin. And I appreciate you letting me come on and share some memories about uh, him and his tape ministry. And sometimes it was uh, boring or or we despised it as kids, but dad loved it. It was a passion to him because it didn't just last their camp meeting. It lasted for several months. And the uh, first time I remember anything to do with the church recording a, a message on tape, I was a little boy at camp meeting laying under the pew, and somebody had this little portable tape player, had the speaker on the side, and you mm-hmm. put the tape in the front and a little red button that you push to record. So <laughs> first time I ever seen anybody do that. And then one day they needed a volunteer at Bristow Camping. My dad already had a passion for things along that lines, and uh, he uh, volunteered to do that, and, and that's um, spread out for several decades that's awesome. For those that, that don't know who your dad was, uh, your dad passed away uh, yes. a little over a year ago, correct? He did. He yeah. passed away at the end of 2020 uh, from COVID, and uh, and he still is a legend to he me is. and my brothers, and we, and we appreciate being able to come. His name was Brother Larry Wood, pastored at Gypsy, but he was a part of the Bristow Camping, the, the tape part in particular. And uh, i share with you some stories that I always enjoyed hearing about it. As you was talking about people at the nursing home. My dad, one of the people he tried to supply with tapes, and he called it his tape ministry, is he tried to supply it to evangelists because mm-hmm. they hear themselves preach a lot. They don't get to hear other preachers. And so my dad would 
take it upon himself to record. And he had several evangelists that he would uh, not only Bristow, but other camp meetings, he would get the tapes because he had all the, the duplicators and he had just mass produce them and, and send them out. And missionaries, we had some missionaries that would take a sabbatical, uh, one in particular, Sister Gail Myers, but several others. But she told us that she liked to take a sabbatical and she'd take the preaching tapes and take a week and fast and pray and listen to them tapes. It encouraged her. That is awesome. Yeah, it is. You don't think about that at no, all. never. Yes, and and I think about her and other missionaries. They don't get to hear people in their own language very much, so yeah. it's kind of neat to hear their mother tongue. Somebody preaching a sermon, and uh, my dad also he liked to uh, reach out to isolated pastors. Seems like if a minister gets isolated, sometimes he'll come up with a, a terrible doctrine or a soapbox and yeah. and go astray. And my dad had a burden to make sure that they could hear you know good messages from some of our our, our best ministers at exhorting. So. That Man. was always neat. Yeah, that is very, very thoughtful. Along that line of isolation, and you may have this to cover, but one of my very good friends was an evangelist and through some tough circumstances ended up walking away from the Lord. He had he had preached for your dad. He told me one time, he said, what really got a hold of his heart to bring him back to the Lord was he got a whole package of his own preaching tapes that he had preached a revival or something for your dad. And he said, I I get these in the mail. I was a long ways from God. And he said, I open them up and begin to remember and listen to some of his own messages. That'd be tough. Yeah. And he remembered, you know, how they came about. He was telling me how the Lord had given him those different messages. And he was like, that was part of what got a hold of my heart to bring me back to God. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow, man, I, that is an awesome testimony to me, mm-hmm. and a testimony to your dad. Yes, is an amazing thing, isn't it? To to be able to hear a time again where God's anointing was so strong on an individual, and just be able to relive that experience all over. Especially if it was God using you and reminding you. Mm-hmm. you know, it makes me you telling that story makes me think of uh, David when they he's looking for a sword, and they're like, "Hey, we got one here." It's Goliath. Yeah. Wow. And how yeah. that had to have, he had to relive that moment where God right. interceded for Israel on his behalf. You know, and, and another people that my dad liked to help was uh, people that couldn't afford to travel to camp meeting. You know, things are different now. We all have uh, different money. But back when I was growing up, usually if somebody came, they couldn't afford a uh, motel. They had to stay with families, you know. Yeah, so right. it was a lot, it was a lot different. And a camp meeting sometimes made all the difference to you. And so if you couldn't make it, but all of a sudden camp meeting came to you through the form of a tape, it's like you got to be there. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of neat. And another group of people my dad liked to help was the sick. Mm-hmm. There's people that cannot go to church. And and you mentioned the nursing home, but my dad had a lot of people over the country that they, they couldn't go because of health. And yet God would bring camp meeting to their little house. And so I always thought that was kind of neat, the way that God worked through the tape ministry. Yes, wow. sir. Another story I like Maybe a little bit of a silly story, but I was listening to, a, or maybe I read this story, but a minister was listening to a preaching tape, and his he had a wreck. He fell asleep listening to a preaching tape, and his wife was like, why would you listen to a preaching tape if it makes you sleepy? And come to find out, it was his own tape. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's that you know it's dry. <laughs> I will say I, I didn't know that as far as having a tape ministry like that about your dad and I guess it just shows how maybe blessed we are we take for granted number one we're at the camp meeting or we we have the health and the ability to go to our home church or visiting churches and 
we don't realize what that's like to be at home not able to hear good preaching and that's mm-hmm. that's that's amazing to to have a ministry like that and to think of those kind of people and to send that out that's that's awesome and i think as everything changes in time i think in in a sense in place of the the preaching the tape ministry like that is now it's podcast and and how many people are encouraged through comedy, you know, to me, there's two ways to keep somebody's attention for a long time, and that's anointed preaching or singing or comedy. And people can listen to that, especially yeah. the way you have Christian comedy here. So we're doing God's work. Oh yes, your reward will be. <laughs> so big. he instantly uh, separated us from the anointing yeah. here. <laughs> there's two categories: anointing, and then what y'all are doing. <laughs> I love it. We could take it. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's tremendous. But in going along with that, though, it makes people feel a part of something. Yes. Like you're saying, if someone didn't get to go to a camp meeting, yeah, they could listen to that. And yeah, it was good for the spiritual side of it, but it just kind of made them feel a part. You know, you hear people, you know, a name that's that's said, or you're like, I, I know that guy, you know, he's there. And you just, it, it just makes you feel like you're there, you know, and that's, that's awesome. We're also not talking about, a man, brother Larry, that just did this for a year. This man did this for how many yes. years? Probably close to thirty. Yeah. Wow. Yes, and an, and a man that didn't, you know, this was a a sacrifice for him to do this. Sure, he didn't have just hours and hours of free time. Right, a, a very busy man. He pastored a church and had family and done all this. I mean, this was him sacrificing his time. So that's awesome. You know, my dad didn't have a lot of hobbies. You know, some people hunt and different things, and this this was kind of his hobby was was sharing the gospel through tapes and then some other things along that. But my dad was always ministry focused. And so yeah. that was his hobby was yeah. helping others. Well, one of the most effective soul winners. Yeah, I was going to say it was, it was very telling in their, y'all's community yes. that he was this kind of guy. Appreciate that compliment. He, he, uh, he, he told me, you know, there's nothing better than the word of God. And there is, you know, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word you're begotten by the word, and how can somebody be saved unless a preacher preaches the word? And so he felt like this is a way to help Christians grow right. and, and and for people to be saved. Well, he's one of thirteen children. Yes, who he, your grandparents, your your grandmother, my grandmother's sisters. You know, thirteen children. They were what? At least twelve of them were all at home at the same time. Yes, there was twelve. When the baby was born, the eldest one moved out. Yeah, and. <laughs> Brother Wood, your granddad, would always come, or most years would come to Mount Tabor camp meeting. Yes. Would sacrifice to bring his family from California to Glenwood, Arkansas, which is how many hours? 28-hour drive? 30-hour yes. drive? Yeah, yeah. probably. And Back so, then, probably 40 hours. <laughs> yeah. Brother Larry's experience was his dad's not a preacher, but his parents put a high priority on camp meeting. And it had such a profound effect on your dad that that's his passion. That's true. And, you know, I think of some stories that they told, and they, that was their vacation every year, if they could take it. Most of the time they could. They would save up and, and come out to camp. And that was like long road trip, like you said, Brother Dustin. Uh, I-40 wasn't built. They watched <laughs> it being built as they drove 66, and sometimes they could drive a portion of it. But uh, they, they tell stories sometimes of sleeping on the pews out at maybe Blanchard or Mount Tabor. And then they had they had a certain custom that they always did, is they always donated one day to work in the kitchen. And so mm-hmm. all their kids, no matter what age, wow. if you was little, you wiped down tables. And if you was older, you helped cook or you washed dishes or something. And my uncles and aunts, they still have that tradition. If they go to a camping, most of the time they'll volunteer and go work one day. Even if they go to if they go to Bristol camping, 
you'll see a lot of them will work one, you know, serve a meal or something. Wow. And I'm thankful that that stopped at that generation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is one thing I can thank the Lord for that. That ended with them. <laughs> They're like, is that one of them wood boys? And Nathan's like, no, my, my last name's not wood. <laughs> he was reeling me in, man. I was, a tear was coming down my cheek. Yeah. He's like, and there's one thing I'm thankful for. It's over. <laughs> yeah. 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 If I come to your account meeting, don't expect me to help you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that is, that. that's something that it's foreign nowadays. You know, yeah. people, oh, yeah. People don't come to help anymore. <laughs> Brother Nathan's came to wipe down the tables at Pod and Me Camp Meeting yeah. this year. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you a story that uh, the power of the tape, in a sense, to me, the uh, the message on a tape or through a tape, um, when we had the war on terror right after 9-11, mm-hmm. my dad had this burden. He wanted to get the gospel through tapes over to the Middle East to our soldiers. And so he fasted and prayed, and all of a sudden he got connected with a uh, chaplain and uh, some of his family, actually, because he was over serving and they said, hey, we would like, we heard that you do preaching tapes, and we'd like to get some tapes to our, uh, our son or our grandson. I forget what the gentleman was. But um, so my dad, he he got that young man's address, and, and he sent preaching tapes over there. And some things happened over there uh, with the preaching tapes is that guy wasn't really a preacher. He used that as the message. He was a chaplain. But instead of preaching, he would play a tape to these soldiers and when he did that, when he started doing that, about that time they had a convoy going out. They were sending convoys out all the time. But he prayed over this one convoy in particular. After they heard these preaching tapes, they, they asked him to pray. He prayed over the convoy, and they went out, and they got shot up. And it seems like there was well over 100 rounds in the, in, in the vehicles or you know, off the armored vehicles. I'm sure they're armored. And nobody got hurt. <laughs> and from then on, everybody at the base would come and hear the message and then ask the chaplain to pray. And it was kind of neat how through the tape ministry, it ministered to soldiers, and they so seen God through the tapes, and they wanted that chaplain to pray. And, and that that story always wow. sticks out in yeah. our mind as a family when we think about Dennis tapes. Mm. The grace of God that brings salvation hath appeared to all men. And I've asked this question many times in church. How does God get that done? And this time he used Brother Larry Wood, mm-hmm. laid it on his heart. Yeah, man, God can use whatever avenue He wants. Whew, I'm gonna have to take a lap around the altar. That's awesome. <laughs> that is that's an awesome. He story. He just went out the side door. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I think of one more story I'd like to tell, and uh, Brother Eldie Moore was uh, the uh, chairman there, and I wish I could mimic his voice. Devin has got this great gift, and probably Brother Dustin, and Brother Brad for imitating people, and you know who they're talking about. But I don't have that. But Brother Eldie Moore come over uh, where Dad was making tapes, and he's like. Brother Larry's like, we got a problem. We got a problem. And so he came over and I was like, well, what's the problem? He said, some people got some blank tapes. He said, you charged them two bucks and the tapes were blank. And there was a process that we went through and we did it all so much manually, wrote on there manually. Somehow we accidentally, probably my part helping, got some <laughs> blank tapes and sold them to people for two bucks a pop. And, um, and dad Nathan said, seen something shiny. <laughs> <laughs> got distracted. Dad was like, well, but LD Morris, like, what's the problem with that? We can make just as much money off of a blank tape as we can with <laughs> preaching on there. Brother LD Moore walked away shaking his head like, Larry Wood, you just rent the whole camp. You just rent the whole can't <laughs> <laughs> we found a way to make a little money. Yeah, that's right. 
Uh, could we charge for this podcast? I wish we could. <laughs> we have awesome. tens of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> there was a preacher one time that was uh, singing during altar service, and I forget the song that he's singing, but it had the same melody as she'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. <laughs> yeah. Well, my dad was recording, and this one wasn't at camp meeting, but it was at our church. <laughs> And the gentleman right during the altar service accidentally got mixed up and started singing, she'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. Well, my dad looked up at that guy, because I looked at dad, then I looked at the guy just where I was sitting, and that guy looked at my dad, and there's everybody surprised, and then he went back to the melody. I wish my dad was here, because he, he could tell the song that he was supposed to have been singing and had been singing. Well, later, at Bristow Camp meeting, dad's running the tapes, and this gentleman's upset, and he comes down there and said, He's like, well, the Larry's people spreading lies on me saying that I did that. My dad said, oh, yeah, you did it. He said, I've got it on tape. He said, I can get you however many copies you want. <laughs> That's awesome. That is. The names have been removed to protect the innocent. <laughs> the innocent <yeah. laughs> that is awesome. So I guess he never realized it while he was singing at the church then. Just Yeah, no, we had evidence on him. <laughs> She'll be riding six white horses. <laughs> <laughs> that's in uh, revelation isn't it? yeah that's biblical uh, that would take the fire out of you real quick yeah it would come to yourself <laughs> i don't really have any more stories but i do have this little thing about dad dad listened to his uh, the tapes too yeah and uh he had some tapes that i can't probably name everyone here but at the beginning of the year he listened to certain tapes again and one of them was Brother Ralph Horton, Don't Cut Down the Fruitful Trees. The other one was Brother Havis Crawford on Virtue. And then he had a stirring message by Brother Neil Bridges at Bristol Camp Meeting. I forget if it, it was to the backslider or something along that mm-hmm. lines. Do you remember the name of that? It seemed like there's a clock that was ticking. Yep. Midnight. Maybe that was it, yes. And, and so Dad had these that he listened to faithful, and that's what he always encouraged us. He said, you know, to... You know, go back and, and revisit them grounds of, of what helped you yeah. every year. That's great. So this was something he did every year at least. He had, these. yes, he had, he probably had about 20 tapes that he listened to for sure every every, every year of oh. some of our great elders. Yeah. You know, that's neat. It is. Man, what a way to keep the ministry alive. Yeah. So, Brother Nathan, thank you, first of all, for sharing these memories. Brother Larry was one of my heroes, and I think it's an awesome way to honor his memory. He was a great man among us that didn't get a lot of, you know, he was an out front guy, didn't get a lot of uh, accolades, wasn't here for that. But I think it's an awesome way, and I I know it's not easy on you to share some of these things because of the emotional toll, but thank you for sharing that today. Well, thank you. Thank you for letting me, Brother Devin. I feel feel honored that you would share that because his testimony of what camp meeting meant to him is exactly what I want to capture in these camp meeting episodes, mm-hmm. moving on to some of the things that we've talked about. Um, a few weeks ago, you shared with me something that really touched my heart. You talked about what you feel like is some of the verses in the Bible that are, for lack of a better term, Satan is at war with in our generation. And I'll, can you share some of that? Uh, yes. And I appreciate you for letting me have this platform to do that on long time ago, I was thinking along the thoughts about God being the Alpha and the Omega. And then I was thinking about His Word, the Word of God. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, I wonder what the most important verses in the Bible would be. And then I thought, well, if God's the first and the last, it obviously have to be the first and the last of the Bible. 
And in the process of, of studying that and looking at them and, and wondering about them, I come across this from some elder men that were probably in World War II generation and even up to now, maybe in our time, they'd be considered elders. They said something along this lines, more than one of them that I've studied after. The two books of the Bible that have been fought and tried to destroy more than any other books of the Bible is Genesis and Revelations. Mm-hmm. So them books by far are trying to be destroyed more than any other books. And Revelations commands us to read it. If we read it, there's a blessing in that. Mm-hmm. But it commands us to read it out loud. That's what it commands us to do. And then they said, in particularly, more than the books, the first book and the last book, the first chapter of the Bible and the last chapter of the Bible, there's been more work to destroy them chapters than any other chapters. And, and the last chapter in Revelations probably concludes both of them two last chapters because it talks about heaven. Yes. And the uh, first chapter talks about creation. And then they said, and particularly more than that, there's been more absolutely done to destroy the first verse of the Bible and the last verse of the Bible than any other verses in the Bible. So I'm going to quote them to you. Genesis 1 tells us, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. There has been more done to disallow or disannul God from being a creator than anything. And there's a reason God in his infinite wisdom Put that as the foundation of the Bible. Yes, sir. If you don't believe that God is, you can't believe that God can. Right. And then the next thing is Revelations 22 and 21 says this, And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. There has been more done to destroy that we're saved by grace. We're the only group of people that believe in grace. Every religion out there believes in works. And if we're not careful, we'll believe in works. Mm. But it's God's grace that saves us. And the other thing is the Lord Jesus Christ. The early church, that's the message they preached. They preached Jesus, and that's what they preached, Jesus, and that was all they preached. And there's uh, people want to deny Jesus. I like to look at, this is going to sound odd to y'all, but I like to look at curse words. The only people's name that they take in vain is God or mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. You never hear them talk about Muhammad or Buddha, but yeah. you know they talk about Jesus Christ. And they don't want you to know that he's Lord or he's deity. And so there's been more done to destroy them. And I usually say this. I usually say that the three greatest verses in the Bible are Genesis 1 and 1, mm-hmm. Revelations 22 and 21, and then I use John 3.16 because that's the Bible in a nutshell. That's very yeah, good. It is. I like how you wrote that down. And we have for years and years now saw that erosion of other types of thought trying to come in and creep in on the church. I like what you said as well about if we're not careful – we can turn it into works-based. And certainly third and fourth generation Christians have a, a harder time with that, I feel like, than just about anything because you've grown up in the environment, you see the lifestyle and think that the lifestyle is a product of something that we've produced on our own, and it's not. You know, you saying that, uh, Brother Devin, reminds me of this saying, God doesn't have any grandkids, when you go into God's kingdom, he adopts you. You're always a sonship. So even if you're third and fourth generation, you still have to know God for yourself. Amen. So a little something I wrote down today that I thought of, God adopts us into sonship, calls us into servitude, and makes us kings and priests by his blood or by the blood of his only begotten son, equips us with the whole armor of God and weapons that are not carnal, and filling us with the fruit and gifts of the Spirit so that we can think Speak and act like ambassadors of Christ. I tell you what, this has been an awesome day. 
We've got a lot of challenges right now. Very good. For sure. Brother Nathan, it has been a great honor to have you. Well, it's absolutely my pleasure. God yeah. bless. Yeah, your, uh, your friendship's been invaluable to me, and your family's influence has been tremendous on my life. Thanks for sharing everything you did today. Thank you, brother. I'm excited for tomorrow. How about it, guys? I am. Yeah, last night at camp meeting. All right, show up tomorrow for the last day of camp meeting, and we'll see what happens. <laughs>